This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to another episode of How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and I will give co-host honors. Amy didn't say I could do this, but I can do whatever I want on this show. It's I'm giving co-host show. honors to Dimitri and Rick today. What's up, guys? What's up, Dimitri? How you doing? Has, does that mean more money or any money? Or uh, what comes with the co-host title? I think it's less. I, for so Gavin. far, I've received no money. <laughs> okay, well, so, right. <laughs> you but, should have gotten a check for two hundred and like forty-two dollars. Oh wow! That's yeah. I found that in my couch. Did you not get that <laughs> yeah. yet? For real? <laughs> <laughs> it, was in your, it was in your in your dryer. Yeah, yeah. your lint uh, catcher. Uh, but I. We don't have Gavin today, so Gav, buddy, I miss you. He's usually my co-host pilot. Ryan's not here today. He's co-hosted one, so now I want to bestow this honor on you gentlemen to be gracious co-hosts for the first time. And we are very honored. Thank yes, you, bro. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I should have come in prepared with like a badge where you could pin on you guys like a sheriff's badge. It feels a little last minute. It, it feels a little thrown together. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. It's, it's the perfect day for them to co-host because of the topic. Oh. Because they're somewhat of experts. Oh, there. Amy, well said. So the topic of today's podcast, we teased it last week. The topic of today's podcast is sex. We are going to dive into all things sex. We've got so many questions, comments, thoughts, stories uh, from the listeners about sex. And we are going to dive into all of it. And Amy, I guess, looks at you. You didn't say I was anything of an expert. Apparently, we're sex experts. I mean, sex. we are 45. I don't know how Congratulations, how buddy. Get laid, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I've got... I want to talk about diet. I've gotten a compliment here and there over the years, but I don't know if that makes me an expert, but sure. You're a humble guy, Dimitri. You are a, you are a humble guy. Amy's like just chomping at the bit to get into this one. I just don't want my parents listening. It would just feel weird because I, I will reveal things that are inappropriate. <laughs> okay. Amy's an open book. We always appreciate that. Okay. So the very first topic, the first thing, and by the way, this is a, we're going to have some fun today, but this is also a very serious conversation. This is... Um, this is a part of life, a part of relationships, a part of individuality, all of this. And this is a part a really, <clears throat> excuse me, a truthfully, a part of happiness. And so it's somewhat been a taboo or hush hush topic. And that's the point of this show is we yep. want to dive into um, areas that maybe people are, are scared of going or opening up about or being vulnerable. So we are going to go at this in a playful and fun way, but also in a very thoughtful and hopefully serving way to the community where you guys can draw some value from this. Um, we have three males and one female. We also have producer Tori and producer Danielle in studio so we can maybe have them weigh in as well so we can have some polarity between men and women and the conversation. And for age, we need Tori's younger opinion. And then we do have a couple experts, oh. real experts. Yeah. <laughs> I, we knew oh. it was coming at some point. <laughs> It's sort of, it's sort of like the last goes. minute co-host thing. Yeah. Now, now we're promoted to, to just <laughs> second expert. We were, we were as experts for like two minutes, yeah. which sounds about right. Hey, that's You're two right. minutes more. Th- <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go, let's go right into it. Okay, uh, the topic that we receive the most from our listeners, the thing that you guys want to hear the most about or have the most issue with in your relationships is initiating sex. So the very first thing we want to talk, we have some bullet points that you guys have sent in. Um, A very common issue is one partner wants sex more than the other. So one partner has a greater sex Do you find that in your marriages, all three of you? 
Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and in fact, let me make a blanket statement here. A lot of this will be about my marriage, but some of this will also be from other relationships I've had. So I don't want anybody listening to think, oh, this is obviously his wife. So, but yeah, I think, I think more, I always assumed it was more times than not. A lot of the time the guy wants it more. Disagree. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I know that from our listeners and from myself, women, I think the issue is somebody always wants it more. I think the biggest fallback is that nobody, they, you don't communicate it to each other. And so I have a feeling in my relationship that I want to have sex more, but it could be totally the opposite. It, but it, we're just not communicating about it. That's a great point. I, I mean, you know, probably, especially if, if I'm saying I think it's guys and Amy's saying it's probably girls, then it, maybe it's just high noon and no one's talking. It's just, yeah, it's just a standoff. I, like, the other day I was playing the holdout game and it was lasting a long time. <laughs> How'd that go? And finally I got a text and it was like sex tonight, question mark, question mark, question mark with the praying hands. And I was like, hell yeah. Okay, cool. Why we're, were ready. you holding yeah. out? Just, it's just a mind game. What? Uh, oh, here buddy. We go. Here we go. Okay, yeah. let's unpack this. Marriage, oh, of, marriage no. of 15 years and you're playing mind games for sex? <laughs> Is that because you want her you, to initiate it? Yes. Because it makes you feel desired? Totally. Interesting. Okay, so, so that's that, one of the mind. Yeah, that's one of the games. That leads into one of our next things that, that's very common. Um, people feel when they initiate, this is a response from the listeners, when they initiate and get turned down, um, they feel sad. They f- and, and so that actually scares them about initiating sex. I'll say this. Personally, from a guy's, from my point of view, it's not that I get scared, but it is an awkward feeling. Like, remember when you were younger and you, maybe your credit wasn't that good, you didn't have any money and you had a credit card and you'd go to pay for things and you're like, oh God, this could be declined. Yeah. And you get that awkward, like almost <laughs> flop sweat and you're like, oh my God, how's this going to go? And it gets accepted and you're like, oh, thank God. And if it gets declined, you're like, Ugh. everyone's <laughs> now everyone knows. That. <laughs> now everyone knows I don't have three bucks. <laughs> and then you get into and your so, hotel room and you're like, I'm going to get room service now. <laughs> <laughs> but so it is, Exactly. So it is, it is I, I think it does suck to be turned down. So and for what well, the reason could be legitimate, but to be turned down is a blow to your ego and be like, oh. so here's a, here's a, the other side to that. Is it really a blow to the ego? Because there has to have been times when your wife is in the mood and, and you're like, I'm just like exhausted. Like I just can't right now. I just, all I want to do is go to sleep. You guys have four kids. Like, would you not look at both sides of the coin? Like, I do that when I think of like my wife, I think of like, yeah, sometimes there's times where she's just had a super stressful day and there's times where I've had a day or I'm super exhausted or something. I'm just, all I really want to do is go to sleep. That doesn't mean that you don't love the person. No, no, it doesn't mean that you don't love them. But when I say a blow to the ego, it's like, no, you, you, you may want something and when you don't get it, it doesn't mean you, you feel like you're a failure and this person doesn't like you, but it's like, you kind of wanted something, you want that person to want it too. Yeah. So if you're in the mood and the other person's like, not, nah, you're like, oh, well, it's not. A, it's not like all of a sudden your self esteem is shot, but it sucks. Uh, yeah, I see. Like I, uh, it's happened to me, obviously. But I, I see how you can take it. Like the person is not attracted to you. That I've it could never be interpreted. Turned it down. If if it's someone I'm in a relationship with, ever. I don't know that I have ever. Either. Ever. No, I, I've never turned it down. No, I mean I think it's more like. Yeah, hold how, on. Yeah, right. All three of you have never. I mean, I turned it down last night. No, <laughs> we're all liars. Danielle's no, saying we're I've all liars. Never in yeah, that's what I'm saying. Producer Danielle. See, I agree with producer I mean, Danielle. Not that I can remember. I, no. Because it's, it's like, all right, maybe it wasn't like my, my best performance, but I was never like, you know what? Not tonight. And I'm just, I also think you can mess around. I'm not saying like the full thing, but I've never turned it down like at least sort of 
fooling around ever if I'm in a relationship with a person. Okay. I kind of agree with producer Danielle here. Do you want to chime in on this? This is Danielle. Maybe let's hold off on the you guys are liar part and just say your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, there's so many days when you're, when you come home and you're just tired and all you want to do is just go to sleep. And that's happened to me before where my husband's like, you know, trying to have sex. And I'm like, I can't right now. I, the only thing on my brain is going to sleep. Let's do this tomorrow. And you know that, what I mean? But that's from a woman. Like I've been turned down for that same reason. Exactly. But I don't know that I've ever, I never, I've never had like my wife or a girlfriend when I was in a relationship be like, I want to have sex. And me be like, yeah, not tonight. Has I, I would, your husband no. turned you down? I'm trying right. to be. That's I don't, a no. I don't think so. That's Thank a no. you so much. I don't think so. You're a liar. I know. <laughs> Damn it. I just literally got contradicted it and i <laughs> no so you you could say that you've turned it down i'm trying to think if i've ever turned it down i think i can't clearly say for sure that i have but i can't clearly say that i haven't i bet i would bet that i probably have in my life in my relationship with my wife have turned down um sex at some point and, I, and like i think you guys are all i honestly think you guys are all lying too no you, no, no you guys I, but my, perhaps you're misremembering but i really don't remember in fact is you're saying you're calling us a liar but you can't remember when you did it you're saying probably i must have yeah and i think i think going back I, to the relationship side of it is there may be subtle things that she's promoting to promote sex that's not like you're in the bed at the same time and you're reaching over and you're grabbing each other it's could have been throughout the day or when you got home from work, it's like, Hey, how's it going? And you know that I'm not even picking up on that. Right. Skill. That's what I was going to say. So you're Whereas not picking like, up yeah. what she's I'm, putting down. Yeah. That. Where I'm like, Hey, let's get physical or whatever. Then, and then she's like, Oh, I'm so tired tonight. You know, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. But like, that's I'm a good not, point. You know, so maybe yeah, there's I mean, maybe there's subtle inquiries into it that that we didn't pick up on, and then and then she stopped. But I've that. never flat out known it was it could happen yeah, and been and like, yeah, no okay. thanks. Okay, so here's a here's a question for you guys. So for people out there that are struggling with that are listening to this that are struggling with initiating sex, what's something that they can do to get over the fear of rejection if they the partner possibly says no, they're not in the mood. What what can we do to help our listeners? initiate more romance and sex in their relationship. I think it goes to what Rick said is that you got to be a little more open about it. I mean, I wouldn't play the mind games or the holdout <laughs> game that Rick gets, but I think you have to be a little more open about it because sometimes you don't realize that that's what the person is, is putting out there. Um, and then I think what we said before, just because you get rejected does not mean that person doesn't love you. doesn't mean they're not attracted to you. Yeah. Well, it that's just what be I wanted really to ask you guys. Do you think that if there's sort of rejection going on, maybe not one time, but, often there's something wrong in the relationship so after sorry Brooks, go ahead. no i yeah like often yes yeah. like if you're talking f- like very commonplace yes i believe so i believe that there's an energetic thing that's off there i don't think that it's that they're not compatible i don't think that it's that they're not attracted to each other i just think that there's an energetic um misalignment at that moment that needs a rewiring a recalibration to now be drawn to each other again versus almost repulsed yes that actually is in the books i read that there can be such a turnoff for some reason that it's repulsive and i don't mean that like the person is yeah the idea of the sex and that's why i think it's an energetic thing when we moved out here after college my buddies and i my buddy was in a relationship um with this girl and after a while, they had been dating for years. And after a while, he was just like, oh, she's just not interested in sex anymore. And my other buddy and I were like, uh, I think she's probably just not interested in sex with you anymore. 
Yeah. Because it, I mean, we were in our twenties and what, and, and for him to be like, she just doesn't want to do it. There, to me, there was some, there was some disconnect there because there's no way this girl in her twenties is just hanging it up for sex. Yeah. So clearly there was a problem with the relationship. And was there? Yeah. So I have a friend who I will not name has sex with her husband every day. Now, I don't know if every that means every day full on or just like mouth stuff. <laughs> Quote unquote. Here. <laughs> it's just so and funny she when you said her thought on it, too, is like if for some reason she's not totally in the mood, she literally said to me, it takes 10 minutes. So there are times when she does it simply because he wants it mm. and she loves him. Mm -hmm. Oh, Nod from Danielle. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I totally agree with that. There's some times where I'm like, ah, I'm not in the mood, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And then same with him, vice versa. He's like, let's do it. You know. And but I, I'm not. Sometimes I don't come home and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to have sex. Right. You know. But if he's in the mood, I'm like, all right, I'll give in. Can I, can and, I and, yeah, chime in ahead, on that? Ahead, so first. I'll say on that issue. I think that if your partner's not into it, I think you go over and above and beyond to get them into it. Oh, that's a good point. Like that's a really Amy good point. says. I was going to ask mouth. Danielle, though. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like when you're <laughs> kind of just doing it, even though you're not in the mood at the end of it, do you, did you enjoy it? For sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. Then I'm like, oh, just, I'm glad we did Who doesn't so love a, cake? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, but, you know, but, right. you know, getting but across back that. Back to Brooks's point of like, hey, when you're getting turned down, then maybe go over and above. And yeah, then, let me see what, what I can correct. do to let me see what I can do to engage you in this and and get you excited and and turned on a and rub. a little foot rub, a little foot massage. Rub. But then run around the house naked. So it's super interesting. I'm just gonna give two facts. I read a bunch of books to prepare for this episode. Massage is the number one thing to get people into it, and number two, the thing that people want the most, mouth stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's mouth stuff? You don't know. Can he borrow that book? A mouth stuff. Mouth stuff is B. Like, like B J. B J. Oh, B J. Or. B J. Or. I just want clarity. Amy. On mouth on the lady. Got it. He's just trying to get you to say. Yeah, it. <laughs> he's he's putting you right in a trap here, Amy. Um, so okay, what are those two things again? A massage. Massage is the number one form of foreplay that is effective and people desire. So let's let's unpack that for a second because that's like a, a sensual touch. So that's that's actually like an energetic almost connection. Like, hey, let me not just grab parts of you and take control. You're like, I don't, maybe I don't want that. Correct. Right the book this said more of like, really linger and take a lot of time before you touch those parts. Yeah. So And this is not just for a female. This is for a male too. Correct. Like if a man is not in the mood... Um, like rubbing your your hands on his back or yes. just like light touching on his skin is a very sensual thing it, and it's one of the erotic blueprints right from jaya that we did um so we did a lot of research for this blueprint. episode with uh 30 to 50 year old men and they want to give the massage they also enjoy that as foreplay not just receiving the massage but giving, giving it. it yeah that's that's one of my favorite things i actually giving a massage I, I find it yeah a massage to me is probably too relaxing like i would rather give it than get it because i feel like i would probably get really rested getting a massage <laughs> probably doze off asleep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love giving it i think it, yeah for me it's like an aphrodisiac it's i'm super I get super turned on giving a massage. Can I? Okay, so You're this... You're getting super turned on talking about giving yeah. a massage. Have any like of it. you, and please try to admit it, ever had the massage, wink, wink, where they... The happy ending massage? In a, in a parlor? You mean a full body massage? Yes. <laughs> That's... 
in in a parlor like a paid for one <laughs> are you yes no it's a real I have thing never. In oh other it's countries. a real thing there's no doubt it's a real thing yeah. no, no i have not robert Kraft. Right? right, Robert Kraft. I know this is commonplace, and people do not consider it cheating. Yeah, I have friends, several friends, and I do travel around the world for work and business. And I do have friends that have gone to those places, and they have told me stories about it. And it's basically, it's part of the culture. You know, it's it's something that men, particular in those particularly countries, do. And it's a it's um it's like a relaxation. It's like a woman going to a spa, right? So they've told me that you go in there and you get a full body massage. And then afterwards, there's a separate other room. Full body. Full body. Full body. All parts. Um, Every single part of your body. And afterwards, you basically go into like a whole nother room that's like a man cave, sort of. And it's 50 lazy boy chairs. And everyone's sitting there. There's TVs everywhere, like whether it's sports or news or whatever. And you lay down and you can take a nap. I sound like I actually know, like I sound like I'm talking like I've been to one. Of <laughs> Rick, you've been there? Yeah. Yeah. It's a winky wink. And they come by and they, you know, he's told me they give you like warm towels and you lay down and they come by and give you foot massages. And then if you want a Coke or a beer or a cigarette or food or fruit, it's just like. So it's very similar to women's day at the spa. Totally. But there's just a tiny there's bit a more. Cleaning of the pipe. <laughs> That's so to say. Yeah, it's a full body <laughs> massage. Oh man. Okay. I'm not, to me, that's totally fine. No, to then me, that's that's cheating. To okay, me, interesting. Yeah, to, that's I'm, how I I just I I would never have. If that my boyfriend just, did that, I don't care. What? I do not. Oh, okay. In a, it it, it might make care. him last longer. Yeah, I, that doesn't bother me. It to me that seems just like if I cared that he does it would to you, himself. Would you do it? No, because I don't want strangers touching me. I only want that's the only my reason you wouldn't do it though. Or would you not do it because you would feel like you are being unfaithful? No, to I isn't feel... A, isn't a stranger giving you a full body massage anyway? I don't get massages. I don't like them. Well, I don't like strangers you, touching I, me. But we're talking to our <laughs> listeners. Well, they'd have to decide for themselves. For me, I wouldn't do it simply because I don't like a massage. Or a st- I'm only into someone what touching if, me that I'm attracted to. Okay. So, that's my... And I'm in a relationship with. So I'm, I actually side with Brooks on this one. But I have a friend. And he, when he first got together with his now wife... They were, you know, they were, we were out talking one night and she's, and he's like, yeah, she doesn't like to give, uh, what do you, what do you want to say? Mouth stuff. Yeah. And so she's, he's like, she doesn't care if I get it somewhere else. She doesn't want to have sex anywhere, but she doesn't care if I get that somewhere else. And she was there and she said, yeah, I don't want to do it, but I don't want to deprive him. So I draw the line on mouth stuff. I don't want my boyfriend going to a spa in another country and getting mouth stuff, but a massage and hand totally fine. I see, seems the same to me as if he's doing it himself, watching some. A dirty movie on TV. Okay. That doesn't bother me either. Okay. I would love to hear what our listeners think about this. So I would too. Please send us an email, men at iheartradio.com because I'm and pulling while the we're audience at it, What we should do is maybe we should go on a trip and just try it. <laughs> I know Gavin's probably going to be in. Right? <laughs> I know Brooks. Maybe this is the episode Brooks isn't part of. While they're <laughs> at it, can they also let us know if they think porn is cheating? Because I don't, but some people do. Okay. And uh. after... In a minute, let's talk about that too. Do you mean okay. watching it or making it? Watching it. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Back from break. This is How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and this is the sex episode. We're diving into all the fun stuff. And we want to piggyback that, the porn part here. We just had a little interesting conversation over this break. 
and we're getting into the porn. Question for you guys. Dimitri, I'm looking at you. Rick, I'm looking at you. Is watching porn cheating in your definition? No. No. Okay, elaborate a little more. I mean, you're you're watching something. What's what's the difference of watching? Okay, Fifty Shades of Grey had was a very graphic movie, right? What's the difference between just watching something? If you're not involved in something and you're watching it, I mean, what if you're um, watching it and then taking pleasure on yourself with yourself? I don't. I, I don't see that why that would be cheating, though. Rick, I don't either. I think cheating. You need to sort of const. We're not talking about porn, but like cheating is more of a physical one-on-one. If you're actually touching somebody, kissing somebody, having that, that's that on the side of your partner, right? Or your wife or your whatever. Whereas I don't feel like porn, you're watching something. And to Dimitri's point, you know, there's soft porn, there's Fifty Shades of Grey, there's things that actually stimulate somebody. And I think if you're going to do something by yourself, then that's okay. As long as you're watching it, you're not having a physical I mean, interaction with somebody. If you're going to a live show, yeah, then maybe you're getting a little closer to that. But if you're watching it, like, what, I don't... Oh, I've, so, been, I've been but, to a live show. Actually. It's pretty <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> so I want to get to that. The third row. Third row. Oh, they man. The front row what was it like when you did you sit down in the dude. seat? Just be like, oh, I, I know. It. I was like, so gross. Oh, it was so gross. Wipies. Oh, 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 dude wipes. <laughs> on those. So here's a question, though, to, to play devil's advocate to that is that some people would look at that like it's it's almost like intellectual cheating, that you are desiring somebody else, that 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 it doesn't need to be a physical act for it to be cheating. See, I disagree. You, you got. Sorry. <clears throat> Go ahead. I just know that my guy watches porn but is thinking about me. Are you sure uh, he's think thinking that's, about that's you? That's not true. I don't think he no, is at all. No. I, he that's might what not he be. said. Oh. <laughs> so, okay, so what if you found out he wasn't? He was watching porn thinking about that woman. I don't care. But listen, we're, we all, everybody has imaginations, right? You, uh, you can find other things sexy or attractive. Just because you settle down with one person does, that mean, does not mean that you're tunnel vision from there. So... For someone to watch something and think like I know couples that there are people out there, the couples that watch porn to get aroused together. Yeah, I know so couples, what's the difference? Yeah, like, yeah we talked about that. I might be open to that. It's it's the basis of your relationship. Honestly, Thank it's you, the Amy, basis. I don't think we should. Oh, it's, oh, oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> well, and I think I think we would be naive to think that we are only attracted to that partner, meaning there's everybody wants a different thing. Like you, I like trucks. I like Ferraris. I like sports, you know, whatever. You know, so it's like, yes, I love my wife. I love having sex with her. I, you know, I, that whole thing is together. But I think it's also like you're thinking like, oh, I also that's attractive too. Sure. Yeah. You know, and and, and desires you, change too. Every day. And as yeah. long as you're yeah. not doing it in in the way where we're talking about being physical with another person, and you're you're watching porn, or that's okay. You're still going to go back and be with that person. You're. I can I can sit here right now and I can tell you my wife doesn't want to. You know, I'm not the only person in her eye in, to some extent, right? You know, I mean, like, they're probably walking on the street like, oh, but that guy's hot. Like, how many chicks think Brad Pitt's cute? Millions. My wife has a picture of Brooks on the desk. <laughs> I, we, we know, we know, Bri- we know Ryan does. Did you guys discuss the most searched? So we did some research, and Pornhub has the most searched porn by men and women. Did we reveal those yet? Uh, Would you like no. me to reveal them to you and then you can discuss it? So the most oh, common yeah. the porn most, most search. Po- yeah, okay, right here. I got it right here. Right. So the most common. So by the way, this is this is just like finding out what there are different boundaries in different relationships. So this was just opening a discussion for that. So do that in your own relationship if you're listening to this. But the most common 
porn searches by men. This might startle you, startle you guys. MILF porn. MILF porn is the number one search by men on Pornhub. And I, I did some research on number two because it threw me. Number two, stepmom porn. So I asked, <laughs> what in the world does that mean? And what I found out is it means, so let's say there's like, uh, in, the, in the movie, there's a 30-year-old dude, right? And the dad is like 60. And the stepmom's the hot 35-year-old gal. And so the gist of the storyline is like the stepmom's like, oh, you're so much bigger than your dad and like stuff like that. And I was like, oh, now I get it. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I, I will say, I'm, and I know you'll laugh. I'm not a, I'm not a person. I'm not a porn guy. I prefer movies like whatever, but I'm not a porn hey, guy. But I don't get what that means. You prefer yeah, movies I prefer like, like Top Gun? I, no, no. Well, I love Top Gun. Sure. But no, I mean, I'm not <laughs> a porn guy. Christmas like Christmas I would, vacation. <laughs> I don't watch porn, but I'm saying I, I find movies with like scenes, like romantic scenes and stuff that goes into that better. I'm not Got a porn it. guy because it's to me, it's laughable. It's so cheesy. I have seen it, but I don't search it out. But what I will say about that is the, the one and two searches. I get it because when guys are younger, that's that's the fantasy. Guys, when they were like teenagers and coming into that mm -hmm. whole sexual time, you don't think of like your peers that way. It's the whole. I mean, think of American Pie, Stifler's mom. Yeah, think that, of Mrs. Robinson. It's such always, a cultural it's something thing. Like that. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me that those are the top searches. So yeah. then I did a lot of research. Brooks reveal what women search, and then I read multiple articles as to why, and I can explain to you guys. Okay, so the the most common thing for women is they prefer girl on girl porn. For many reasons. So tell me what your women, thoughts are, wait, and then I'll sorry, explain women why. Women prefer that. Yes. Women prefer girl-on-girl -girl porn. Women. For many straight women prefer it. So give your thoughts. My thought, my th my initial thought is that women are always. I think they're always more connected to other women than men. Men don't have the connection that women do with women. And I think my guess would be that the guys in these movies are pretty nasty. You're, you're, so they like to see the woman getting pleasured, but not by someone that they think is nasty. So. You're closer on that, which there probably is some element of that. What it said in the articles I read is that women on women porn is much more sensual, slower, erotic, as opposed to porn that men watch is very, can I just say the gross words? Yeah. Thrusting and penetration and like, uh, 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 like that. And women find that jarring and like unappealing, whereas the other type is much more like massaging slow um and erotic yeah this goes slow this goes like this go, yeah it goes back to the energetic or the the sexual blueprints the erotic blueprints energetic sensual versus like sexual is mm -hmm. what you think the men's porn is like hey, let's let's let we know that we're having sex that's the only like thing that matters b-a-n-g right. that's the word that comes to my mind bang <laughs> Uh, she, you, the tone that you did it, I was thinking bingo, like B I N G, and I was like, I don't know how we're. <laughs> She's like um, B A N G. How about well, this? How about, I'll go ahead. Real quick on the on the women on women, I feel like maybe the the woman who's watching that is perhaps thinking about their husband or their partner, whereas a male might be watching porn and the B A N G O. Um, <laughs> is the bongo trying to? <laughs> I think you're right is thinking about the bang, bang, bang. I think yeah. you're right. right. Yeah. And I think you nailed it. 
So here's a pun intended. Okay, another porn question: um, Does pornography in culture today give a false sense of what sex really is? Mm. Yes, I, 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 I think it's. I think it depends on who you're talking about. I think if younger people are watching it stuff, I think yeah. it's I think it's pretty bad, and I think it can be pretty detrimental. If young boys are watching and thinking, "Oh, this is what it should be. This is how women should behave," and I think it's terrible. Yeah. It's become a massive problem because it's so accessible for young teens and college students that they have an absolute crazy idea of what like relationships intimacy is. No, you're. Completely right. It's it's not. I think that type of sex has been going on for centuries. I think it's the accessibility that people can get to see that type of sex being played out on a screen, more or less. Little kids or you know younger adults getting into that, and I think that warps their brain. Warps. It's it's a complete false sense of how life is. So, do you think that that can actually ruin a relationship or lead to? to improper relationships thousand percent for sure yeah i mean if you're new into the game um and don't have as much experience and you're not you weren't maybe brought up well about education on how sex is and you are watching that and then you're with a woman and you're all of a sudden like getting into a situation that is like the porn's being seen or shown now and yeah, I mean, and that's when she's definitely going to say no. Or it leads or to another whole other thing called They say R-A-P-E. young girls, young women are doing things they don't want to do because they've seen it and their boyfriend has seen it on the internet and think like, oh yeah, we're supposed to do that you want, when it's not anything anyone does. So I have something further to that that's I don't think I've shared with you guys. Um so I've been looking into the like studying some of the sexuality that Jaya teaches and reading more up on that. And there was something that she mentioned that was really powerful and stuck with me when as a kid, if your parents ever said, okay, go hug your grandma, go, or go, yeah. go kiss your, your grandma or go touch your, or go hug your grandpa. It's telling that kid that they need to go, give physical contact where maybe they're not comfortable doing 100%. it. 100%. It's it's always like, oh, oh yeah, you're, go give your uncle a hug. It's yeah. that type of stuff. We always I always tell the kids, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. You, you don't have to hug somebody if someone says, you know, give me a hug whatever. It's never something that they have to do. 100% I agree with that. And so then that could be laced into somebody when they get older and start entering a physical so relationship. So I have a question on that though. Then at the same time, how do you let kids know that affection is okay? Would, do you want, if you want to, you can go hug oh, your you grandpa. Oh, you change the language. Just change bit. the language all, versus like, here, Amy, you need to go, like, think that you're five years old and you, your grandpa smells weird or so you're like, oh, I have to go do this and I have like to go do this balls. and then my uncle and then, you know, like, it's... So that's well, very interesting. So you change the language just slightly. Just it's slightly. Always, and it comes down to, especially if they bring a gift, it's like, oh, give them a hug, give them a kiss, they gave you a gift. No, it's say thank you, give them a high five, Say yeah. thank you, but it's ne- you never force them to be like you have to hug them because they gave you something, or you yeah. have to kiss them because you, they gave you something. Exactly, I love oh, that. Great yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, let you good. let them make the decision if they're comfortable with physical contact or not, and then I think that is laced into the fabric and DNA of that individual as they get older and into situations that are like sexual situations. But that that's what. Sh- she that's had mentioned really I'm that's, really that's diving very, into and it's good. changed the way like I hope to parent one day you guys are both dads but like I, I'll never reading that I'll never be like okay go hug this person go hug that who am I to control well, their I body and what they're feeling I think this leads us right into talking right. about talking to your kids about sex 
Okay, let's get into that. We got to take a quick break. Let's get into kids talking to your kids about sex. Rick's looking at me like I got three heads. Here we go. I'm going to leave you. (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, kids and sex. This is a this I want to defer to you guys. I I am really curious how you guys handle talking to your kids about sex. Um, I know Rick, your kids are a little bit older, right? Yes. So are they entering? Uh, can you give me the age of your kids? Thirteen and eleven. Thirteen, eleven, and Demetri, what's your oldest? Ten, eight, six, and three. So, so you're you're not there yet, but I mean you're thinking. I, they, I did have a situation. Uh, not. Uh, I'll get into it. Thanksgiving. We were watching a movie. And, um, you know, my nieces and nephews were there and stuff. We were watching Jumanji. And at one point, there was a, an erection joke. You know, it was very subtle. And, at, you know, and they laughed because they're older. And my one kid turned to me and goes, what's that joke mean? And I was like, yeah. oh. Uh, How did you handle it? I was kind of like, it's just, there's, it's a, there's a joke about um, when someone's attracted to somebody and, and how it feels to them. So mm. it happened to be the character. I don't know if you saw Jumanji. It's a character yeah. where the girl is in a boy's body. So she didn't realize what that was like at first. Uh-huh. So I said, so it's about how a guy feels when he, when he finds you okay. know, someone attractive. And I kind of gotcha. left it at that. And, but I'm actually, yeah. I that mean, was pretty t- good. Thank yeah. you. No, totally. I, I, I've, my experience is, you know, it's, I'm in a, it can be a little challenging. I mean, I'm, I don't have all the answers, to be honest, Brooks. You know, and I think there's been situations where they come up and, um, you know, like my son, for example, the other day we were getting ice cream after a basketball game and, you know, just kind of hanging out. It was the evening. We were waiting for an Uber to go home. And he's like, how many times uh, have you had sex with mom? Your, your son just said that out of the yeah, blue. Out of the blue. Okay. And he's like, um, I'm like, well, oh, what flavor did you get? You know, <laughs> did you tell <laughs> him about the holdout game? <laughs> <laughs> you know, then he asked, you know, as like a follow up question, like, did you only have sex when you had you know, my sister and I like twice. Yeah. And so did you answer the first one or did he go right to no, the second I, one? You kind of immediately went into the second one. Okay. And then, and then it was like, do you, and so I'm still kind of trying to figure out how to answer this. Right. I mean, it's, it's like, you're kind of put on the spot and it, it there, you're trying to figure out also kind of the read and where he's going with it. And, you know, and he's laughing and it's kind of funny and blah, blah. blah. And then it's afterward, the third follow-up question was basically like, have you had sex with mom since we were born. Mm. And so a lot of it was like, yes, definitely. You know, you know, and then it's like giggling and giggling and giggling. And it was, what was he doing while you were giggling? (laughs) (laughs) He was eating his ice cream, (laughs) but I, I don't know what my point is to be honest with you, Brooks, but my, but part of it is they're reaching out to me or us at that point in time, you know, like Dimitri's example. And, a lot of times it's it's just allowing that you don't have to always come back with an answer or a solution or the the right you know result it's it's more of like the having that open dialogue and that open question 100 percent, you know conversation sorry yeah 100 yeah. you don't have to have all the answers and you don't have to do it the best way but don't shut that down mm. don't shut that communication down because then they're going to start asking other people so this was very fascinating at jingle ball the other night we spoke to a 14 year old and talk i asked for this show i said what are you learning in school and she said rick was there Oh, we learned the 14 points to putting on a condom. And she went through all 14 points with me, which I do have in some notes somewhere. 14 points. And there were, oh no, I think it was 11 points. There were 11 
points. Actually, it's very interesting. If you guys keep talking, I'll pull it up. Danielle, can they you pull it up off school? the... I was never taught this in school. I learned about condoms in school in seventh grade, but it's kind of like... Four, I mean, that sounds like a lot. It Is it like throw points, out, throw out the wrapper so it's not left on the floor? Is that like... All right, so I took notes while she was saying it. It's 11 steps, and this is what the teacher taught them in school. Number one, check the expiration date. Two, pinch the package to make sure there's air. Number three, softly take it out, not with your teeth or scissors. Once you take it out, pinch the tip. We're talking about the condom, just so. (laughs) Yeah. You slowly put it on and roll it down all the way. Next, have your fun. Next, eject the penis then carefully hold the condom so it doesn't come off and she said the teacher said because that would be very disappointing Mm. meaning like you did all this work and then you failed next separate your bodies carefully tie the condom in a knot throw it away do not flush it Mm. i was like i I don't know about this super detailed yeah that was in school so I, it's a bit much. I, I've never in my life, and even in school, had any sex training or anything to even do in that ballpark. I never had any discussions about it. My parents never talked to me about it. Like, and that's why at 36 now, I'm really starting to dive into like sexuality and even discovering. Like, I, do, I was never taught how to put a condom no, on. No, I found that to be shocking. The one thing that I do know they teach, and I'd love for people to reach out to us what they think about this, consent. So they are now mm. teaching in major ways. Consent is sexy. Not only do you have to consent, they said, the girl told me, you have to enthusiastically consent. So both parties should shout out, I want this. This is what I want. Enthusiastic yes. So that every party agrees to it. I think you shout that out afterwards, don't you? <laughs> <Or> during? <laughs> during. But uh, I don't I, I am don't loving this. Yeah. So yes, yes. When, when I think about this, just the fact that this is in school, when I think about this, I think about college. And I think about how amazing this is that there's some sort of education and training for kids right as they're entering this stage of life where they're starting to explore sex, that they have some sort of framework, idea, or guidance entering into a very vulnerable and, and can be life-changing stage of life before they get to college where now you're just turned loose. You don't have parents around you. You're surrounded by influences of friends, which can be good or bad or even worse. You're in environments where you maybe add in substance like alcohol or something else. And then you hear all the time about these stories about campuses and what happens on all them. the time. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it shows that the evolution of, of us beings like of how we are and, and the education of that and how just like you were saying when you're like you brush your kid up to go and give your uncle a hug you know it's like you have to say it the right way and that goes on to like educating them into another level mm-hmm. whereas i think if the kids have this type of education at that age i think it's excellent i mean is the 11 step process does it seem a little overbearing it totally but i think it's excellent it seems a little overbearing great. In seven, so in seventh grade, we were told about condoms. And I remember Mr. Ed, the, the health teacher, was like, he talked about it. He had a little speech thing. So he was like, if you're going to be with somebody sexually, you need to have, and he had a little speech thing. So he said condom, but the way he said it sounded like condo. Mm. So for like a week, I thought you had to like buy a condo before you had sex with yeah. people. And I was like, it seems really <laughs> expensive. 
but I wasn't thinking about sex at seventh grade anyway. But so it, they touched on it back when we were young, when when Rick and I were young, which was a long time ago. But I think that's that list. That sounds a little extensive, but I'm not going to complain about too much information. Yes. You don't want the that's, kids doing it wrong right. and yes. putting their health or having pregnancy risk. Yeah, so future, this teacher yeah. really wants to make yeah. sure they're doing it right. I don't never complain about over educating. I, yeah, totally. exactly. Totally. That's, that's my next point is I would rather even for me, but if I had a kid, have them have more information so that, and like, I doubt that both partners are going to say, I want this. They're and then the other one, I, so, I know, but they're educating them to, to consent really that so they you, can figure out how they wish to consent, but they've overeducated. And then the kid, I just I, love I think it's that like, they're doing I that. I think it's like that. Listen, shoot for this. Shoot yes. for, yes. Uh, yeah. We, we are yelling. Yes. Just so you know, in your mind, you got to hear some version of that. Yes. So yeah, I, I think, I think exactly. Exactly. I, lo- I agree completely. And Dr. Coles is going to be here in a second and she can explain this to us. But I think it's no means no and saying nothing means no. Like the only thing that means yes is you have to actually say yes. Right. Yes. Put your right. mouth on that. But my- I think the other thing with if they <laughs> well, get if they well, get, get half <laughs> or they get the most important steps in those yes. out of those 11. Yes. yes. That's fine. It's like coaching. Like you're telling your kids or your your teammate to go do five different things. If they get three of those right, cool. We're in business. Yeah, now, and, you know. And by the and way, he, I'm saying this as a 46 year old guy. I'm saying it sounds a bit much, but you know what? When you're a kid and you don't know any of this, you have no experience, and you're probably a little afraid to ask questions. So I, I kind of so, take that so back. It's, when it's the a, mu- a bit much for us, was but not for them. Telling me the 11 steps to putting on the condom, I said. They don't exactly encourage you in school not to do it. It seems like they want you to be safe. I don't think they're doing either. Mm-hmm. But I said, I don't want you having sex till you're like 20. Mm-hmm. 14 seemed, ugh, Yeah, so I don't. Young. But I think people have learned that you can't it's, just teach uh, abstinence and expect kids to go with it because it doesn't happen. So you have to educate them for if they are going to go ahead and do it, then I think they have to do it the right way and be safe. I had a friend of a friend of a friend's son <laughs> tell me that um, he, they were eating dinner one night and basically everyone was at the table and it was like two of his buddies and the dad or something like that. And they were talking about um, like sports and practice schedules and what nights they had it and what that they what nights they did not. And this guy was like on Friday nights and I don't think anything had to do with a Friday night, but he didn't have practice on a Friday night. And at the, that moment, he was at the table and started like thrusting his hips. Wait, the say, kid did? The kid. And was saying, I'm getting some pussy. How old? 13 and a half. Oh, God. But so, but to your show? point. So Is that just a kid I, trying to totally. show Totally. Does off? even. You're showing, yeah. you're showing off to your friends. You're showing, you know, and totally inappropriate. But that's going through these kids' minds. And what so does the dad point, say Andy, to that? So to your point, Amy, about being 14, about learning how to put on a condom. They need to know that now. And what did the dad say when the kid did that? Like. That is inappropriate. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, I mean, come on. It's like you're at a restaurant or wherever. You're regardless, at. it's it's back to the porn thing. Regardless if you're in a restaurant or not, that's not the way you should be. A kid should be looking it's, at it, what he's going to have with a girl. Exactly. Oof, I would not want to have teenagers. By the way, can we just real quick? I love the I, the image of a 14 year old saying, "This is the steps to putting on a condom," and Amy going, "Hold on, let me write this down." Oh no, I, <laughs> I actually asked her if she could come today, which she might. She might later. <laughs> Okay, back from break is Brooks again, and 
this is the sex episode. We've covered many topics now, but now those have just been our opinions. Now we have an actual expert in studio with us. I want to welcome to the show her first podcast appearance, Dr. Viviana Coles. Thank you so Yay, much. Welcome to the show. Yeah. And awesome. kudos so to her. You flew all the way from Houston That's to be right. on the show. That's right. Of course. This is super special. I've never done anything like it. And y'all have something really cool going on. And wanted to be a part of it. So the whole conversation has been about sex today, and I want to give our listeners a little background of you. So you're a doctor of marriage and family therapy, certified sex therapist, and an expert on married at first sight on Lifetime. So you're TV, but never been on podcasts. Right. So when I'm I'm not Uh, (laughs) in LA doing things like this, um, I have a private practice as a licensed marriage and family therapist. And so every day, all day, I'm working with couples and individuals who are experiencing emotional and physical intimacy issues. So Mm. this is like what I do since 2003. Like, this is what I do every day. I love it. Well, you have come to the right spot. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I don't mean because of us. I mean because we're talking about it. Is it because I'm here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you are the president president and lead psychotherapist at Houston Relationship Therapy. You're also the president lead instructor at Texas Sex Therapy Institute, a sex therapy certification program for mental health professionals. You hold a bachelor's degree in psychology and master's, a doctoral degree in marriage and family therapy. Um, I could go on and on. This She's an actual expert. She is <laughs> just kind of embarrassing I mean, that we've been talking about everything and we have none of that. Yes. <laughs> I have my grade 12 pub- public education. <laughs> well, you have your own experiences. And of course, like <laughs> most of the time I'm talking about things from a professional standpoint I learned so much from the work that I do with my clients I've also been married for over 12 and a half years we have two kids they're 8 and 11 so even that kind of creates experience that we can share with others beautiful so one I just want to say I appreciate you coming and our listeners are definitely going to appreciate what you have to say so the next topic that we want to get into and we'd love to to get your insight on is stagnant sex slash keeping things spicy Yes. So it's been a massive topic of discussion amongst our community. We've got many emails and people have reached out out to us about it. Um, One of the biggest things that we've received from from the women in our community is they say, is it bad that I don't crave sex with my husband? Well, it depends. Are they craving it with someone else? Ooh, wow. Great question. I would, let's say no. Let's just go off the, no, they don't. Simple term. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's say I don't want to speak exactly for them, but based off the information that I have right now, let's say they do not crave it with somebody, but they're not craving it with their husband. So craving sex for women is not the same animal as how men crave sex. It's not necessarily some sort of disorder, but it does mean that there's low sexual desire happening in general. Most women aren't saying, wow, you know, I haven't slept with my husband in a month, but I have masturbated 30 times. Like, that's not happening. Overall, women tend to prioritize sex and sexuality less than men do. And so if we're talking about it in terms of I don't crave sex with my husband, it's not that they don't love them. It's not that they don't care about them. And it's not even that they're oblivious to it. Mm -hmm. They just don't prioritize sexuality in general. And that is something that plagues most women, especially women who are running households, who have kids, and they have to have everything checked off their list before they even begin to think about the bedroom. Is that bad? Should they make it higher up on the Priority list? list? If they want to stay married in a satisfying relationship with a husband, yes, absolutely. So how would they go about doing that? So the number one thing that I ask my women to do is to begin thinking about sexuality more often. I know it sounds super silly, but... 
women don't think about it. It's I don't like, think it sounds silly at all. No, I don't. Either. We just don't tend to think about sex nearly as often or as in depth as men do. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at all of you guys and I'm, I don't know if this is the case for you, but most of the time men will entertain sexual thoughts. They won't just shoo them aside, shoo them aside, shoo them aside. I mean, sometimes they'll think about their grandma or baseball just to get it out. But, <laughs> but for the most time, for the most just, part, they're they're really just trying. so we're clear. That's a separate topic. It's not <laughs> sex with the grandma. Yeah. <laughs> well, I when saw- you want to get <clears throat> thoughts out of your head, you have strategies to do that because maybe it's inappropriate or maybe you don't want to have like an interaction or something randomly. But women will do that all the time, and they have to have like gates up that they then have to open in order to let those thoughts in and all of that tends to just not happen on a regular basis so what i ask them to do is start to fantasize start to allow those thoughts to happen if they're wanting to initiate sex on a friday they need to be thinking about it starting monday which sounds like a lot of work i love this. really i love this it sounds fun it does and and there's a lot of physical stuff that happens too you know most of us want to be very clean we want to feel shaved we want to have that tan we want to make sure our you know our mouths are clean men don't tend to care about that as much i mean they appreciate a good smell other than rick (laughs) (laughs) are you finicky i like good smells yeah he's very into smells and but men because of y'all's testosterone levels that are so high in the morning you would forego brushing teeth if you really had to if that's what it meant to get sex to happen Mm -hmm. so with women no. Like most women will say, I need to get out of bed. I need to maybe even take a shower. Like they, do, they don't feel comfortable. Um, it's actually, I feel like that. Like I, I love that. And I don't think it's just a, gener- or a gender thing. Like I feel like that. Um, I love that you've mentioned the word sexuality a couple times versus just sex. And I, we've been talking about it on this episode is that in my life right now, I'm sort of on a journey to study sex, what my sexuality is and the sexuality of my wife, not just the act of sex. And before, like a month ago, I looked at sex as just like a thing. You just have sex versus like sexuality is who I am as a, as a sexual being. Creation is the, is the birth of all life. Like, Sexual energy is is the birth of all life. And it's something that typically a lot of us don't consider the fact that 90% of sexuality happens outside of the sexual act. Yes. How you feel about someone, whether or not you're picking a fight that day, whether or not you're eating spaghetti for lunch and you know you're going to have, you know, acid reflux Mm -hmm. that night. Like all those choices (laughs) are part of sexuality and are a part of being open and receptive to sexual experiences because everybody's talking about spontaneous sex like it is amazing nobody has time for that it it does matter how the weather is how the stock market's going i mean all of that matters how do you feel about couples that schedule sex i am a huge fan of scheduling sex i love it i think everyone should do it because if that's the only way it's going to happen it's worth it nobody says gosh i wish we hadn't scheduled that after the fact it's it's funny what you said. Yeah, it's funny what you said about spontaneous sex because I have a, so we have some friends, and they're a couple, and they they've mentioned that sometimes they'll go to restaurants like outdoor cafes and stuff, and they'll duck into the bathroom, and do it. And I'm like, and they they're like, oh yeah, it's, it was great. And I'm like, God, like a public restroom, I'd be thinking about a tetanus shot. Like, I, I, <laughs> there's no way I don't know. Well, man. what about I'm the like, car I mean, then? The, the car in my books I was reading, 
it encourages you like to try it out of the normal location to spice it up. So what about the car? Same no, I, thing. I get the spice it up thing, but but this but I'm saying is sometimes, especially we were talking earlier about porn or movies and stuff. These things seem so glamorous, but sometimes spontaneous sex maybe isn't. Like I mean, people that have done it in an airplane bathroom. To me, that's disgusting. Well, that's gross. Yeah, that I, is I don't gross. even want to go um, in there. I'll hold it for the six-hour flight. I just think that <laughs> sometimes people think, oh, if you know these exotic locations. It doesn't have to be exotic. It can be timing. Could what about just, just the kitchen? It can be the kitchen. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be something that is. I'm, the, I'm just not a huge fan of people having sex under the possibility of getting arrested. Mm. Like that's kind of not fun. I live you for know? that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to encourage that. But if you have, you know, a backyard patio and it's fenced, or if you want to go into your own restroom, like all of that, I think changes things up and the truth is if you're going to be in a long-term committed marriage and you want healthy sexuality you're going to have to get kind of creative with it yeah and that could mean before you go into the holiday party you make out in the car you're not necessarily whipping anything out yeah i, I, I also think, think it's s- super hot like a dirty text even when you're in the same party like yeah. you text Oh, hey, Even if like, you're 10 feet away from like, here's my boobs, you know, that's my specialty. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think spontaneity doesn't have to just be location. It could be timing. It can be, there's many other different things that can be spontaneous than just a location. Well, and for all of us, I think whoever has ever made out with someone prior to engaging in sexual intercourse with that person, you know how hot that is. Yeah. Like making out before you cross the line to sexual intercourse is so exciting for so long, but nobody does it anymore. And then I ask women I totally agree. why they're not into it. Especially and they're like, teenagers. Out. They're skipping all the steps. It's We were talking about teaching your kids about sex. And for some reason, I find teens or even college kids are going from make out to sex. It's like, what happened to all the like laying down kissing, touching privates? Like, I Heavy like someone petting. new and I'm probably not going to have sex with him for months yeah. because I want to drag it out. Like I'll do all kinds of weird stuff, but not that. Well, just a tip to you guys. <laughs> just a tip. Yeah. I no, might no. try that. No, no, no. She said just a tip. Not just the tip. <laughs> there are so many puns in this room. I, I'm like, my oh, head is spinning. Man. But this is the thing. Just a tip for you guys. The makeout session, you have to do it. And with no option to do anything further. If right. you initiate a makeout mm-hmm. session and you mm-hmm. tell your wife, hey, we're not doing anything else because I have to be out of here or I have to be in the office or I have a meeting or I have a whatever, That's- and you mean it, that will get you so far. She will make out with you forever if that's the case. Yeah. But mm. it's, it's when she thinks, and this is unfortunately what happens to a lot of couples, it's when she thinks that even just a nice little three-second kiss is always going to turn into the pressure of having intercourse right. that she's like, okay, well, then I can't even do that anymore. He's only kissing me because he wants to have sex, right? How about this? Yeah, for uh, You were talking about the party and stuff like this. This happened to a friend of mine. He was at a holiday party one time, and he was there with his, um, his girlfriend, and she went to the restroom, I guess, came out, and she goes, can you hold this for me? And she just slipped something in his pocket, and it was her panties. Ooh. And so that was her message, like, it's going to happen later. It was kind of like, I guess it was before okay, text, these, before they, the text Were they married? Time. 
Huh? Are these a, a couple? Or they were a couple. This, no, they were a couple. They were, they were a couple. Okay. But it was before, I guess it was before the text. So it was kind of the way of saying, hey, we're both here. I'm sending you a little message that this is a... a that's I, hot, I, that's I really like that because as a guy, I'm thinking, I want that now and I'm in a room full of crowded people and I need to figure out a way to try and make that happen. Remember now. that scene yeah. in Fifty yeah, Shades? Yeah, that's pretty sick. There's sort of an erotic scene in Fifty Shades of Grey where he, if it. I'm remembering it right, he makes her like take her underwear off and hand it to him under the dinner table or something. That's right. Oh, and if you want to... And if you want to take it to the next level, you you put them on. Oh, oh, dude! Take it to the next level. He he went back and then stuffed his boxer shorts in her purse. Is that not what he was supposed to do? (laughs) I wouldn't want to put them in my pocket because I feel like my keys would dirty up the underwear. (laughs) You're a cleanly dude, right? I I understand what he's saying. Wait, what are you all? Rick's like, did you have a backup pair? What are you wearing? I'd love for everyone in the room to chime in on this, including producer Tori and producer Danielle. What do you think of sexting? Sexting well, and FaceTime sex. I, okay, so I'm going to say I think that sexting has to be something. You can't send pictures these days. You cannot send pictures. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Amy, oh no. No face. You just unless, killed the whole game. unless you don't mind them. someone else seeing it and unless you don't mind a hundred people seeing it and so even no face. possibly your parents seeing it, then... It's you can't not do ideal. It. Now, something you can do it in a tasteful way. You can do it in a hey, this is a little glimpse. But if you're just going to put it all out there as if you're like getting a plastic surgery consult, it's it's probably not a good idea. So it's probably because you probably and you send say it that because that. of safety with it, not that it's not a good idea for like your relationship or arousal. Well, no, right. I mean, what she's saying is also be subtle about it, which actually goes back to Dimitri's story: is that causes more arousal. Be subtle when you about just it. put like, it all like out there, lure it in there, mm-hmm. like throw it out there a little bit. But what if then... it's somebody you're already sleeping with? Well, okay. I'm not saying this it's is in the, the beginning. Thing. It's, it's, it's the same thing them. as a kiss, three second kiss. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's the subtlety is for a man's brain. Subtlety, it's it's kind of this idea of oh, let me let my imagination take it further versus putting it all out there. You know, um, there's a that's why for some men it's really gross to see full nude strippers versus someone who's maybe got some lingerie on or something. There's just oh, a interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, that's what I it's said before. I said, I don't kinky. like porn. I like movies with like, you know, scenes that kind of lead up to that because it's the same reason. I it's, think it's, there's you, something to the imagination rather than just seeing it. Yeah. There's something psychological. And what do we all it? think about sexting? Like no photos I'm saying, but like dirty texting, like your boyfriend's on a trip and you're like, eh. absolutely. I think it's super hot. I think that if it, now the other thing is it can't just be something that you're like you initiate it and then they don't respond and you're like I'll never do it again oh right Right. like there has to be a kind of a safe place a a safe place or also knowing maybe they're at work and they can't respond but a lot of things this is this is another thing women do this is we've got some issues right so well (laughs) (laughs) wait I love another thing that women do we We'll take every little tidbit and then extrapolate it to forever. Oh, he told me he didn't like that, so I never did it with anyone ever again. And men do the same thing. Oh, well, she told me she didn't like that, so I never brought up you know, doing anything oh. oral ever again. Yeah. There is, we're so sensitive when it comes to that. We're supposed to listen to each other's needs. We're supposed to communicate openly. But we think, I literally have had people say, Oh, my partner told me he didn't like foreplay before. So 20 years later, we never do foreplay. And I've been longing for it my whole life. 
this happens. We we're so sensitive to sexual stuff that we just want to do whatever. And and sometimes people say something in the moment, and it's not like oh I don't like foreplay, whatever. But it doesn't mean that that's like a staple. Like don't ever do foreplay. Yeah. With it me. just means and, right now. And I someone don't takes want it and runs with there. it. So how do we break it down? So I'll, I'll I'll be willing to give an example. So I like someone. I like him a little. He's totally listening. A lot. I like him a little. Like a lot. Like no, go a lot. Because it's a little, a but a lot. <laughs> and he goes to bed like nine or ten, but I don't go to bed till one or two. So he, a lot, he'll say, "Okay, send me a picture," as I'm, you know, after I'm asleep. So when I wake up in the morning, it's there. So it's like a little game. Yeah, that's playful. I like which it. I'm totally, I'm totally good with it. One time he didn't text back. I cried. And then I actually said to him, don't do that. Like, so we communicated about it. So is that kind of the way to go? Of course, you should always communicate what it is that you're thinking. But at the same time, if... if Because then I went down the rabbit hole. Was it a bad picture? Does he hate it? Oh my God, he doesn't like me. This is terrible. Oh God. Which is not at all what he was thinking, by the way. There's just just no way. Maybe he liked it so much that he ran into the shower. (laughs) Or maybe show less and then he'll come back and be like, hey, how about show me a little bit more? Yeah. Or, oh. You are a picky dude. Yeah, whoa. You yeah. are just no, so No, you know what picky. it is? He's, he's more tapped into... He's, he's the Simon Cowell into, of sexting. I think he's more sap, uh, tapped into the sensual part of this. He is. So I will say this about Rick. We've done love languages and his erotic blueprint, and he's super sensual. Remember Miss Jaya said, oh, Rick, I like how sensual you are. He likes smells and... I totally remember that. <laughs> Of course I do. <laughs> Sensuality is something that we don't tap into as much as we should, especially people who want to be in long-term relationships. We have to use every tool that we have or else things get stagnant and stale and people either divorce or they betray each other. And I think there's a big misconception that men aren't sensual. I think there's a huge misconception that men do not have or possess sensual energy. And For sure. I think, for you're, sure. I think you're right. And like, think of it. You think of a guy, even the porn conversation we had earlier, you think of like guys just watch sexual porn. Like there needs to be intercourse. Go at it right now. Not every man or woman thinks of sex that way. I know that I'm actually a very sensual person. The the lighting, uh, scent, so music. So is it harder on Rick and Brooks's, I don't know how to say. Systems. Brooks's wives because they... It feels like they have to put in a little extra work because their husbands are so sensual. It's not as easy as it is for me to just be like, "Here's my boobs," and but, he's in. Do but it's not. I mean? But it's not all the time. Like it's it's Rick possesses and I possess sensual energy. But it doesn't mean that that's the only way. That it doesn't mean that this is the only way we'll get to having sex. It's just that, and I believe Dimitri does too. I believe yeah. that you do, Amy, even though you say you're more quote unquote sexual. Like, let's just get to it right now. Oh, I, I'm not like that. But I will say, here's my boobs. Like, I love, <laughs> I love the voices you do. Here's my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just send you, that audio file And by the way, I'm not the sending them. I've only sent them to five people ever. You can tell I'm so, alarmed. I'm like, please don't have yeah, the world look yeah. at your boobs if you don't want them to. <laughs> the worst part is she has her name tattooed right underneath them. So even no face, you know who it is. There's no face. And, and I've email. only sent them to five people. And I'm 45. That's not very many. I'm very okay, careful not with it. And I'm not on the cloud. I do think you should add an audio file that just says, here's my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I have a question for you, Dr. Viviana. Um, how do you, this is from our listeners, how do you say, because you just touched on it prior, how do you say you're not getting what you need without hurting the man's pride and manhood? Mm. So 
you can't talk about things in terms of what you don't want. Talk about things in terms of what you do want. Nobody wants to hear complaints, but they will absolutely want to hear additions. They want to hear enhancements, improvements. So depending on what it is, let's say a woman wants more massages, just in general. Like for her, that is amazing. She's not going to say, and you, you let me know if this is what it's like. You never massage me. So and so's husband always oh, massages your yeah. feet. Like, it's repulsive. Gosh, yeah, like, oh. I mean, like, how do you expect me to get in the mood? You don't. You don't do that. That is not going to work. I'm actually turned off right now, right, Dr. Exactly. Viviano. I agree what, with what you. Are you Energetically, to do? all I love three guys when you right touch here my are just like neck oh. or something. Something more along the lines of, you know, it would be really hot if the next time you see me on the couch, you bring me a glass of wine and you offer to rub my feet. That would be really great. And it's all about tone, and it's all about the, the connection with the eyes as you're saying it. Yeah, and, and I was affirmation. The suggestions, like yeah. offer something out of what they want or what you want. And actually specific. Like I, I like that when my wife tells me something specific that she likes. And yeah. then I love how you said it in an, affirm, in an affirming way versus in a complaining way. Do you find That's more brilliant. confident the man the more easily they accept sort of direction like a man who's super confident and you're like hey touch me there they are super down but an insecure guy gets more weirded out by it okay so insecure versus secure or confident because if there's a confident a sexually confident man and you give him any direction it's possible that he's gonna say you know who are you uh, so what about like secure i've versus got insecure? this because i know i tend to be with people who are pretty secure and they're super fine with anything instruction. I think you can't go wrong if you do it in an affirming, nice, direct way, uh, tactful, honest, kind, and generous. You can possibly go wrong if you come at it from like a, God, I just wish you would do this. Oh, I would never say, I would never yeah, say I that. Yeah, I wish you would do this. And the other one that you said before was, which was um, so-and-so's husband always massage like, that's that's brutal yeah that's what about this person that asks and sorry brooks you can jump in here go ahead i don't enjoy oral sex but i know he does how can we compromise i hate that word first off i hate the word compromise tell us more compromise i had a friend tell me this like this is like two weeks ago and it i was like that is so brilliant compromise is 50 50 resentment so compromise is 50 50 resentment i don't I, i would want them to have an understanding of Okay, I don't enjoy oral sex, but he does. So how can how can he communicate in a way to her that it means so much to him and he enjoys it so much that she can find her own pleasure and her own sexuality in doing and participating in that act with him? I'm interested in knowing, how are y'all interpreting this question? Because are y'all thinking that she doesn't want to do oral on him? Or that she doesn't want him to do oral on oh, her. I was interpreting it, her doing oral on him. I could be I, completely I would, wrong. I would interpret it that way too. One, because I would, you assume that she would like that more. And two, he's probably, and there are guys that really like that, but she, he's probably not going to do it if she's not enjoying it. So I took it as her performing on him. As someone in private practice, I can tell you it's usually the opposite. Wait, can you spell that out for me? I'm like confused. So most women will say that they don't want oral sex performed on them. That's so weird. They say that way more often than they don't want to perform oral sex on them. Is that because of their own insecurities? Or is it because the guy's just bad at it? Um, Usually it doesn't even get to that point. It's usually they're worried about about how they 
They're insecure about how they taste, yeah. how they feel, how they smell, how they look, yeah. especially with so much pornography. Everyone has like a template of what, you know, the vulva is supposed to look like. So and women are competing with that now. Um, so that's what I would if we're going to talk about it in terms of her not wanting to perform on him, I would say, what is it about it? Because, and, and I promise I won't get too graphic. No, you're fine. Um, but what most women will say very consciously and directly that they don't want is that they want to avoid any sort of ejaculation in their mouths. Oh. But that they don't mind anything else about it. So, they actually really don't mind, but that they're concerned that if it's not from A to Z, that their partner won't want them to do it. And that's often not the case. This is a huge deal. And the next time you speak to someone who happens to say this, just say, what is it specifically that you don't like? It's usually one or two things. One is that. The other one is, I don't like that um, I feel like I, like he feels like I owe it to him. He, or they feel inferior by so being put in that position. Like it's too vulnerable. And that's a relational issue. I don't, crazy. I don't, and about oral sex, one of the things that, that men said was they don't want the woman because it's such a one-way thing they don't want the woman to feel obligated or like she's only serving him and my response to that was we want to do that and not only that we want you to want us to do it so this is this is just further into all of the erotic blueprints seriously this is everything that i'm reading that jaya has put out there or watching that she's put out there is all of this stuff and that's why it doesn't need to be a compromise. The rest of their life, if these two are married, she doesn't need to do something that she doesn't enjoy the rest of her life. How crappy of a life is that? Instead, as you said, Dr. Viviana, is find a way. Let's talk about what you don't enjoy specifically in it. And then let's find a way what you what do you enjoy in it or what can I do to help you enjoy it? Like anything like that so that actually this is something that's part of our lives. Because you know what? If we want to be together, I want to be happy too. I need to get sexually what I want for us to be happy, for me to be happy so that I can be happy with you. And I want the same for you. So it's reciprocated. And typically there is a way to make any of these activities work for two people. There's, there's yeah, so many completely. different ways to do this. You can't just cut it all out, which is what happens. They'll just cut it all out. We don't do that. And in my Ooh. office, I'm like, okay, well, we're going to figure out a way where you feel really good about the decision to not do it or you feel really great about the decision to try something different. Right. It's not a menu that says no substitutions. It's like you can get what you want. Exactly. You can just tweak it. And also it comes back to what we always talk about, communication. You have to really be willing to talk about it, right? And if you don't know what you're talking about, because sometimes you just don't have that experience, you've only heard things, you've only seen things, um, then you can get help. So there's a big one that I'll bring up. I'm just going to bring it up because this is what we're doing. A lot of couples do have a discussion and a, a difference of opinion on, how do I say this? Just say it. Tell me I'll say it. A, a, a oh. word. A word. Oh. Instead of mouth stuff, the other end. <laughs> Canal minus the C. <laughs> Hold on a second. Who has a pen? <laughs> Anal sex. Yes. There you go. There we go. Seems like guys sometimes that want that, and the woman is like, no. How do you compromise on that? So again, it's a why. What are the concerns? What are the fears? What is it that it means? What have you heard? With anal sex, a lot of what helps couples to decide, again, one way or the other, is 
education. There is, there are so many good educational videos um, that will help you to understand all the processes that it takes in order to make that happen in a comfortable and pleasurable way. You can do it and it won't feel good, or you can go through processes to help your body make it something more pleasurable. Not everybody's willing to do that, but n most people don't even know what it takes to make that happen. Yeah, they just yeah, shut it down and point, said, yeah. I, I, you are amazing. There's so much more we'd love to talk with you about, Dr. Viviano. I would love to have you join us again next week. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for Thank coming you. on.